All right, coming up next, Inside Golf Podcast, Jeff Feinberg and I, for the first time since January, this is a really good one. Before we bring in Jeff, this podcast, of course, is presented by RickRungood.com. All the stats, all of the tools, all of my written work can be accessed at RickRungood.com under the coupon code Andy. This is an incredible time to sign up. You really want to do it for the majors. A weekly pass is only $7, and you can hop in the Slack chat. It's really a ridiculous amount of stuff you're getting for a very, very low price. So I would encourage you to head on over to rickrungood.com Andy. Also, giving away free money this week. As I mentioned on the Sunday podcast, not putting this out on Twitter, so this is only for the podcast listeners. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts your Twitter handle or email so I can get in touch with you and you will be entered into a draw to win $200. Only do this four times a year. And if this podcast helps you out at all, these are the biggest weeks for me. So I appreciate all who helped me out in that regard. Leaving a review takes about 27 seconds and it helps me so much more than you know. All right. I think that's all we got. Let's talk PGA Championship betting picks with Jeff Feinberg. All right, Jeff Feinberg is here. Mayo Media Network, odds checker, bets, Burt's golf, fresh out of physio. How's the leg, buddy? Oh, honestly, Andy, I gave a big reveal with uh, Mayo this morning. Everything is going great. It's going so well that, unfortunately... The wiring that they put in my leg, the first, because I really got got good. I really got myself good. Did a real number. Uh, and they had to put some wiring in there to sort of hold that sucker together. And they want that wiring out. So that's coming out on May 27th. That's going to be another, you know, that's a setback. That's an operation. And uh Kind of sucks. It's right before the Canadian Open, so you're not going to mm. see me probably trolling the round the grounds of of a Royal St George's, which is kind of disappointing. And the Monday quality is at my course, so I'm oh, really like I'm going to have like old man senior status. VIP, <laughs> like I'm just going to hopefully be trucking around in a golf cart for that. We'll see. We'll see what they let me pull there. A lot of new staff. The old staff, I'd be you know anything I needed. <laughs> A lot of hyper turnover. And with my knee, I haven't really gotten to, you know, shake the hands and let everybody know. Uh, sure. Big man on campus is here. You're <laughs> going to see a lot of them. <laughs> the uh, Canadian Opens at your home course, is it this year or next year? Next year. The Monday okay. Quali is at my course uh, this year. So that, you know, I figured I'll uh, like to find my way over just to, you know, see, see what's up, see what's up. Are we concerned yet about about going head to head with Liv? Hopefully, we st- hopefully Corey Connor sticks around for us. Liv, no, 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 Liv. This is why one of the reasons they're pretty stupid. And I'm not here to like. I hope more golf, great. You know, yeah, me too. Something to do. Someone's going to ask me to make content for it. Like I, I can't. I, there's not really a negative. But they really screwed up, in my opinion. Is you don't want to go head to head with RBC. Like, that's where the PGA Tour is really going to put their back up and stand up for RBC. These people hold up two events. We're not talking about premium events. Like, they are the lifeblood of the tour. 
you know, it's that sort of relationship that DJ, the tour yeah. is so dependent on. The fact they're a bit like, you know, just what they are and what they do in their team RBC. So you want to go head to head with RBC, the, the, the tour's going to come out guns a blazing. The no waiver, like, no, right. You, like, this is, yeah, you, you, they picked the wrong event to put their foot in the water again. They put the wrong sponsor. And obviously, I'm super maybe a little more sensitive because it is the Canadian Open and I'm going to defend that. As you so, should be. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm going to defend that, you know, like it's one of my best boys going down here. So, yeah. So, so maybe I'm a little too sensitive about the issue, but I'm not surprised that the tour went hyper aggressive because RBC is the sort of lifeblood that makes the PGA Tour work. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be really interesting. One last question on this before we get into uh, Southern Hills, because now you have me thinking. What do you think about the Phil thing? Because I, I was I was talking to um, one of the members at Southern Hills yesterday, and he was like, oh, it's, it's a shame to me that Phil, it's crazy to me that Phil isn't playing in this tournament because the Oklahoma fans, are you kidding me? You think the people in Oklahoma care if you're going to play for Saudi Arabia, this would be the best fan base to, uh, to bring him back. That makes total sense in that, <laughs> that, was in hilarious. that, in that regard. Um, I, I'm pretty naive. I understand like what he said and what he's trying to do is bad. I thought he'd show up in the masters cause the masters could protect him. So right. I was naive enough to think there's no way he wouldn't be here. You see some of the reports that, you know, he's been spotted at like some Cali courses shooting like 78s and, you know, flirting with eighties. So yeah. it could just be the fact that his game is so out of shape. He doesn't even want to hit a golf shot on camera. As I've said a couple times already though, I'm, the fact that the PGA had to make a statement that he hasn't even made a statement, he right. hasn't said anything. And the fact is that he might have to face the media for the first time at like a live scrum. <laughs> like that's the first, like if that's the plan, that's the plan. It's pretty weird because, you know, a year ago was the coronation and that week ended and it's like, Oh my God, like he could get Romo light money to do 12 TV events a year. Like it was just this right. rebirth of Phil. And that's disrespectful of me to say, like, send him to the booth. He just won a major. But I just mean like the whole like doors like flew wide open again. And now it seems like everything is gone. So and Jeff, is. the fucking book comes out tomorrow. And I, from what I've heard from the people that have already read it, they're like, it's in, it's crazier than you think. Yeah, you'd probably think, unless it's like one of those bad movies where they put the two best scenes in the trailer, right. and then you see the movie, and you're like, I saw those scenes. Um, right. I'm not expecting that. You would almost think Shipnick's... When, when you saw what Shipnick put out there, you're almost like he's probably got enough for a sequel at this point. <laughs> Are you going to buy it? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna audiobook. We're both. I'm with you. Like I heard your bit about the having people read you the press. I'm with you. There's no way I'm reading a book at this stage of my life. I, I, I'm gonna audiobook this thing out. Yeah, and I really, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe it shows how lazy I am, but I even love, like, I love web pages that let me audio the article. <laughs> like that's sort of where we are. I'm, I. It's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, this is a total audio, audio book. And I mentioned, I got this other thing going down in a bit. So I need right. content, right? I need, I need, I need content. Like when I have to accept that Jordan Spieth's going to be 
winning a grand slam. And while I'm all here for the career or the turn and his total trajectory, I still don't want to see him win the grand slam. I, I don't know. I just don't want to see that. I'm accepting that reality. I need to save some of the content that I'd normally like go to sleep to and turn the TV off because we have having surgery. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stack content now, Andy. <laughs> so that's where I am. So the book's an easy in an easy in at this point for me. All right. Well, let's start talking about Spieth. I think he's going to be pretty popular this week. Before we get to, um, before we get to the odds, Jeff, anything on Southern Hills that you want to add? I mean, I've done a full thing already on it, so I don't have much to add. Check out my Sunday pod if you want the full deep dive. But anything to add on this golf course that's that has your attention on on Monday morning? Yeah, I'd say what has my attention the most, Andy. And honestly, I I mean, you did an incredible job with the research, and other people do do incredible jobs and. We get to places where, you know, it's hard to data. So you got to pick a lane. Right. You haven't been here every year. And and so that that is that is so helpful. I am just one of those people that, you know, watch the Golf Channel replays of Tiger winning <laughs> and like pretending he's doing research. But the one thing that did catch my eye on your thoughts is and you could correct me if this is wrong, but. Uh, five of the past seven tour stops at Southern Hills, the winner led after 18 holes. Seven of the last seven winners led, led after 36 holes. Why is this such a difficult place for the pack to charge? How right. much do I need to put quarter bets on first round leaders on every single one of my guys? Because that's just what and I'm not a first round leader guy ever. Because I either feel you do it all the time or you never do it. I just choose to never do it. it but seeing stats like this like what will why can't these guys crawl back into this thing here that stood out to me too you know i think it's just because it's such a hard golf course i think probably if you looked at the us open stats you'd probably probably not to this extent but i think the harder the golf course i think the harder it is like i i, I don't think like 64s like exist at southern hills i think the only way that you would have somebody come from behind as a real implosion from the leaders. Cause I think 76s exist at Southern Hills, but it's not like Augusta where there are certain pin positions with Augusta where they can put like a funnel pin on, on 16. They can put, they can move the tees up a little bit and you've got 13 and 15. Like if it's not windy, and you can see that you can see a charge occasionally that you get Augusta, Augusta doesn't Augusta doesn't respect chasers either. There's that insane stat of the it, yeah. final group, and even even that is tough. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't um I don't know what to make of that, and I guess like what an importance that's going to put on Thursday or or getting off to a hot start. And, you know, when I think about that, like quickly Rory comes to mind and I'm not even saying mm. I'm betting him. I haven't bet him. I'm not planning on betting him, but his first round major score is horrible. I bet him to win the, the, the masters it's like just survive the, the first round. And then you're insane. Like yeah. Friday through Sunday scores will, will, will take us to the top. And he kind of, you know, did that in many, ways. he didn't have a horrible Thursday. He held on, but like, I don't know. Yeah, do I need to just be looking at fast starters as 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 a crucial part of this thing? JT too. JT was another one, right? Where he opened he opened at seventy six at the Masters, and he's had a couple he's had a couple recent ones where he shoots himself out of the tournament on day one. Yeah, I mean it's tough. Like, am I looking at round one scoring average in in you know the stats I'm looking at? 
Probably not. But I do think that it's the type of week where I don't think this is like a Twitter live ad guy week, right? Like I think we're going to know pretty early. I think you want to lock down some really good numbers before the tournament starts and rock with it and probably rock with one or two guys at the top and, you know, maybe one or two bombs. But I, you know, the PGA is the most kind major to newcomers, right? Like Keegan and, and Morikawa and Y Yang and all these guys, Jimmy Walker, they're all first time major winners. So this is probably the closest one that you're going to get to, you know, an outsider, but at the same time, like Southern Hills is more like a U.S. Open venue than it is a traditional PGA venue. And, you know, and already getting a chance to talk with Mayo this morning, he made a comparison like he wouldn't be shocked if someone did like to take Louie from Chambers Bay, like a 77 right. early, but he literally shot like three straight 69s after that and finished in third or fourth place because yeah, one or two under will literally catapult you every single day. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think, you know, I... The wind calmed down a little bit this morning. Like the uh, yesterday, it was like forty-five mile per hour gusts. Looking at it today, it looks like the wind calmed down just a little bit. But I mean, still, it's going to be. I think it's going to be tough, man. I, what do you think? What do you think for winning score? I think you. I think if you're asking me, would I sign for minus five? I think I'd sign for minus five right now. Wow. Okay. So I always get caught up in this because, like, I, I agree. I, I think minus five to minus nine is probably yeah. pretty accurate. I mean, I, but I always just have, like, we always get to these major weeks, and it's hard to oh, convince me that one of these guys, one of these, right. like, T20 guys doesn't just peak for the week. And I'm not saying it becomes a one-man show, but I always expect one or two of them to just feel like we're, they're playing a different course because they're so good and there's so many of them that are yeah. capable. That yeah. one or two of them will surely, surely um, figure, uh, you know, have the antidote for this place. Well, let's talk about the probably the leading contenders to be one of those guys. I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, Jeff. John Rahm's 11 to 1, Scotty Scheffler's 12 to 1, JT's 12, Cantlay's 16. Rory's 16, Morikawa's 16, Spieth is 18, Hovland's 25, DJ's 25. Those are the guys under 25 on DraftKings. Have you made any moves yet? So I've bet Patrick Cantley. Okay. Um, what number? Uh, 25. Oh, that's good. And, and 22. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I did. Well, 25 like a couple weeks ago, then like one of my streeters out of 22 when and this is a streeter that normally is bad number so i'm like if they have something like oh that's like on market so for them that was right. like a win you know as me and you are talking right now we're both waiting for a streeter to mark that sometimes goes way <laughs> oh, above yeah. market we'll be monitoring that situation so we're like in constant you know finger you know fa my, my fat thumb is getting a workout today we'll put it we'll put it that way as it should it's the monday of a major week if you know this is just uh yeah it's like part of my uh equilibrium to be doing this stuff so Cantley is the move i have made there's nothing you know so talking about these guys we're going to tell someone listening to this podcast that they don't know about <laughs> any of these players but for me patrick Cantley, 
It's a big concern. Well, no, for some, I can see why it's a big concern is his lack of any major championship, Mm -hmm. you know, top, you know, smoke. But I don't know the memorial wins. Like he's got some really quality wins. And the guy on tough golf courses just third at that page. Yeah, yeah, it just works for me. There's enough there that I'm not concerned about any of that outside of Scheffler. He's probably been the best golfer this year. You can make an argument for Justin Thomas. That's totally fair. I don't feel like I need the extent of putlock to lift the trophy um, with Patrick Cantley this week. There's a profile that I'm going to be about, and it's like pretty much just long and straight. And we can get to the runoffs and how you're going to have to be able to chip and make a clutch up and down. You want to win this thing, you're going to have to make a clutch par save. And if you don't believe that a guy can do that, you probably shouldn't bet them. But for me, it just starts long and straight. And Cantley is is the guy that picking a top horse. He's the one I I, I pick to win. I am waiting for some movement on some others, but Cantley's the bet I've made. Me too. I'm wait. I'm waiting to see what I'm waiting on this range because my guess, Jeff, is that seeing the steam that Spieth is getting, like the Spieth numbers only going down, and yeah. what goes yeah. down must come up there's gonna be the generic guy's gonna have he literally the two-man card it's gonna be speed and, and tiger like that yeah. sort of action i'm expecting this week so I, I i totally agree and isn't it wild andy that we're actually here we've arrived at southern hills and it feels like morikawa and hovland are kind of afterthoughts i know they're the probably event. the best they were if you're giving me one guy to make a prediction of who's going to get to 20 from who's under 20 right now, I would say Morikawa. I agree. And I also think Victor can flirt with 30. I agree Um, as well. And, and, um, you know, listen, at at, at Christmas time, Victor was like the one he was winning worldwide. It was like every other week, the guy was lifting a trophy. We were all going Gaga also Christmas time as I, you know, spoke about during master's week is everyone in debating Scheffler this was the event like this was the tournament we saw the i've seen the most scheffler futures on like from people who yes. did the early content this was the one you called this was the obvious call to make uh you think a pga championship would set up for him or a u.s open better than augusta national um especially one being played in big 12 country on a course that he calls his favorite so there are tons of those 40s out there i don't have any of them i certainly wish i did they were probably still available like through the weekend he had, he was winning in Phoenix to be perfectly honest, but uh, I never pulled those triggers. Uh, but yes, so Scheffler and Spieth taking all that steam. You could argue Rory coming up. The JT form is no one is trending more in terms of results and form other than Justin Thomas. And that has allowed maybe Morikawa and, and Victor Hovland to quietly, fall back and i don't know if he's gonna get there i know i I, listen i'm gonna reference it because i came out of this chat and we all love him but mayo is in on morikawa he's a hardcore morikawa guy and he's very much like thinking about victor and his point to the chipping was yeah the bay hill chipping probably not for victor but if there's anywhere victor's gonna know how to chip it's probably like off of these runoffs on a course he is Mm -hmm. quite familiar with more so than some of the other layouts that we have uh, seen him. But also, if you're betting on Victor, you're betting for like 67 greens and reg, which I think right. is right. an insane ask. It's an insane ask, but you're betting on the ceiling. And I was, to be honest with you, Victor 
at first was an early cross off for me because I do care about around the green a lot. I, and I think the best way to simulate the types of chip shots that you're going to have to hit around the green at Southern Hills are the closest thing that you can get to that is Augusta. And Hovland was terrible around the green this year at Augusta. He lost like five strokes around the green, but but the reason why I kind of uncrossed him off, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit him on my betting card, but you know, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm I haven't crossed him off yet, and like DraftKings is um, the member that I was talking to yesterday was like the Oklahoma State narrative thing is overblown. Like these guys, like first of all, I've been I went to Oklahoma last year. Like they all live in Edmond. They practice out of Oak Tree, which is like a peat dye super narrow course with thicker rough like there's they're not like if you're at oklahoma state for four years and you go play southern hills once or twice like that's a victory that's like it's like new york to philly right but the one guy that he said he does see there is victor like he sees like he never sees wolf he never sees gooch but he does see victor at southern hills so not like every day but he's there he's been there maybe two or three times in the last year so maybe Right, maybe there's a scenario there where he is a little bit more comfortable on kind of these these tight runoff surfaces because he's been there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this listen again. So much of this is trying to convince yourself of a reason like to bet a guy or convince yourself of a reason not, not to, to bet a guy. Yeah, bet a guy. So I kind of did like the talking myself into Victor. If that's the move you want to make, as I think that number's going to get higher um, especially jeff the reason why victor could get higher in the mid-20s is because you have xander coming off such a good week yeah. and look at the steam on fucking hideki too absolutely absolutely all of it all of it so yeah i don't know victor and dj seem like guys that could definitely be the few with more cow i agree going the the other way the other way here but the only move i've made is cantley here but it is a major and i expect that um i'm gonna have at least at least one more of these guys in the 20s like xander is one fucking stroke away from maybe being 40 to one this week and i and now he's not gonna pass 28 i don't see him yeah. i don't see him passing 28 i wouldn't be shocked if he finishes below hovland on a couple yeah. on a couple places I was doing some research for this event as the Friday was what was playing itself out. Are we good here? Connection yeah, we're wise? good. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Connection yeah, so, and I'm looking at it and I'm seeing Xander's 28 and I'm seeing he's about to miss the cut and I'm trying to be like, okay, the way these books are competing, he misses the cut that gets bumped to like maybe into the thirties. And then that sets up for like a boost into the forties. And I'm like, Feinberg, if you see a boost into the forties, how will you act? Like, <laughs> Like, I, I just to wanted to be myself. prepared. Like, I wanted to prepare. I wanted to have the conversation with myself before the boost happened. Just like, because if it did happen, I just wanted to be prepared. That I'm nuts. And then he birdies, uh, what, eight of the last 12. And then the yeah. weekend comes. And I, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it felt like 25 of 48 holes or something. He birdies. Yeah. Yeah. Or so I saw it was almost like a 50%. Birdie race. But, and even, you know, I know you love Xander and, and you, we joke with our boy Nagels out there who loves Xander. And I even made a comment to Nagels on Friday night. Like, I'm really proud of him. That was a great battle. Yeah. And as you said in your Byron um, in your Byron show, 
you're like, I don't know what to make his aunt. Like, it's the week before a major. He's the ultimate tinkerer. Like, he's always working on something. And I, 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 I said to Nagel's like, thank God he made the cut because he would have driven himself nuts at home. Like, thinking about what to tinker. <laughs> you know, like, you know it better yes. than I do. Yes. Having the tea time will do him wonders. I didn't know he was going to do that. And I didn't really think the whole number, like the betting number aspect of it would get blown up. But yeah, it's gone. It's gone. He's not even like in the thought process now. He can't be. Yeah. yeah. I can't do, I can't do 25, 20. I have a couple guys that I know that are going to the practice rounds today, tomorrow and Wednesday. And I said, you just need to tell me if Xander has a fucking computer on the putting green. I just need to know if he's standing there with his coach with a computer on the button green like he was on Wednesday night at the Masters. It's the only thing I care about. And there was some, uh, I saw, I think I'm just reading the transcripts from the pressers. He played a practice round with Scotty last week. Yeah, they're boys, actually. And he asked Scheffler, like, you didn't play the week before the Masters. Why are you playing here? Like, why would you do anything different? So I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to play as Dallas. Like, he's the Texas guy. And then Scotty asked Xander, like, what do you like? What about your strategy the week before majors? There's like, I've literally tried everything. Like I've tried everything. So I'm just here. Like I've done not play. I've done play. I've done super tinker. Like, so yeah, here we are. He's one of the guys. I don't know, Andy. It's I'll be real happy for him. I'm not going to bet. I don't see myself. I don't see myself betting it. I can't either. I kept my cards a little close to my chest. Um, I got a 20 on Justin Thomas and I took it. I thought that was a damn good number on JT. I mean, I'm seeing him 12. It was one of those boosts, uh, bet three, six, five. Yeah. I, I thought about it. I looked at it. I just, I think, you know, one thing, there's an angle that I'm taking this week that I don't think it seems like a lot of people are taking. And this would apply to Morikawa too. I think 150 yards in on this course is going to be, is going to win the tournament. I think you need to be so good inside 150 yards because the par fives are true three shot holes. And all of the yardage from this course comes from the long par threes and the long par fives and three super long par fours. But you look at all the other par fours and eight of them are under 460. And JT's the JT is the only guy in the entire world that is elite inside 150 yards and has an elite short game as well. So number one guy in the model I ran. So I just said 20, like I'm there. I'm there. I I honestly think I, yeah, I can't dispute that one, one bit. No one, as much as Scheffler's having this season that's so incredible and, and Cantley to me, you could argue might be the second best player this year. No one feels like they're trending more to this moment than Justin, even more so than Jordan, even yeah. without the win. Just just on what is going to be asked of the players this week and, and his recent results, four-man results, uh, like it all, it all links, links up there. Well, it's interesting to me how like and that's why And that's why I have no interest in Rory because while I'm afraid he could win, like him winning wouldn't shock me, I'm just this like I feel like at a tie I'd rather bet just uh Justin and I'd rather probably go up to a little higher shelf alcohol and bet like Scotty or Rom if I'm right. going to bet Rory. So I feel like he's kind of now in this no man's land. I bet him at the Masters. So um but I I'm just not I, 
Well, I could see it. I'm just not there. I'd rather have Justin. I think, the, yeah. The, the reason I haven't ruled out Rory yet is because I have it in my head that you want to hit a draw on this course. And I'm just looking at all the top guys and Rory still is, the uh, Hovland's up there too. But in terms of hitting a draw on command off the tee, Rory's still the guy. But, you know, you're right. It's interesting to me about Justin, Jeff, is that we have the Byron Nelson and it feels like everyone walks away from the Byron Nelson talking about Spieth, which I understand. Like Spieth did hit the ball a little bit better than Justin Thomas, and Spieth was closer to winning the Byron Nelson by JT, not by a lot, by like a stroke, right? But it's just interesting to me how it all settles around one guy where JT was fucking awesome at the Byron Nelson. I mean, he had the ball on a string, and you want to talk about being able to shape your shots in the wind and working the ball both ways. We're getting a wind out of the South, which means a lot of, a lot of crosswind holes too. All these guys were Hideki, Xander, JT. Obviously I, I just mentioned even Neiman played great and Scheffler looked great. And, and DJ looked really good for, for a couple rounds too. He just kind of mailed it in on Sunday, but it all seems like it's formulating around speed and neither of us are going to bet him. Like how worried should we be about this? I just, there are a couple of things. Nothing will make you like, I am accepting how dumb I'll feel when I bet a guy who's never uh, T20'd or has one T20 in a major and Patrick Cantley and Jordan Spieth wins. At the same number. It, yeah, yeah, it'll be just as silly as when we, you know, go back a little bit and I am just swimming around these guys um, that have never won the major, you know, your Neiman's, your Burns. But there's Brooks Kepka. Like you're gonna bet on Joachim Neiman to to win this event, and you're gonna watch Brooks Kepka win. You're gonna feel like what is wrong with me? So I'm always <laughs> right. prepared for that sort of torture chamber that outright golf betting is. And I don't I don't disagree with any part of what you said with Justin uh, at last week. Would have liked to seen a few more things drop, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's only a matter of time, it feels like, for he's going to win an event like this, and we're going to think he's on a different golf course. So, yeah, I mean, when you're up here, you got to you gotta plant your flag. Justin would certainly be on my very short list. Last question before we get into, like, the middle tier. You know, when Rom won Mexico, I really thought that he was going to be super, super buzzy this week. You know, not like not in terms of betting because the number would still be super low, but in terms of like mainstream golf media, him being the storyline feels like Spieth is just eating all that shit up. And all the guys that played well at the Byron, like, do you think there's a universe where like, there's a boost to Rom on 16 and like, I and maybe yes. you see yourself getting yes. there. Cause I haven't heard a fucking word about him this week. Well, I mean, you know, they boosted Spieth last week and he almost won. So I think it's me and you have joked off air you know, give us a good number. We'll lose so much money. With the books. <laughs> like it's literally our weakness. So maybe they're not as methodical with it, but I do believe that, that we will see potentially ROM get boosted on the simple fact that I don't think they're taking the ROM bets. Right. Heath is the hyper popular guy who's going to go off at 16, 18 to one. Even Justin, I could argue who doesn't, you know, doesn't sell commercials, not popular, but I could argue I'm, I'm sensing more sure. uh, about, about him. And as um, our buddy who tweeted it, because I, I literally retweeted it, but, you know, for all the love for Jordan Spieth here, 
like at this exact moment in time all of it andy like why are people not wanting to talk about the 24 hours ago he was chased down and overtaken by kh lee yeah i'm with you like i'm with you you know me me like and i'm the golf's hard winning's hard he's already got the win this week he's driving great green side around the green matters like i get it like I think so few guys can win this thing, could be allowed in the club, and he gets a booth in this club right now. Like, I'm trying to give Hovland a stool. Spieth gets a booth. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But it just does seem like it's a little it's a little much, but he's the, the, the golden boy for a reason, right? And if he wins, I'm turning off the internet. I'm just acknowledging that right now. <laughs> yeah, we're going. Me and Jeff are deactivating Twitter if, uh, if Spieth wins. Um, I, he's got to be the biggest, is there outside of tiger? So speed for the grand slam, it's got to be number two, right? In terms of storylines with no fill there. Yeah. And I would argue at least on the Monday morning, Rick, it's bigger than tiger. No one's like, talking about tiger this Monday. It's, it's like, interesting. Oh, he's playing. We're happy he's here. It's not nothing like the masters thing. Like, oh, yeah. we did it. Like now we're so entitled that we just deserve <laughs> tiger. <laughs> Right, every major, we just we we're entitled that it's his just be there. So, um, yeah, I don't. I guess like the unknown of Tiger, we're expecting him to feel stronger as he's acknowledged. I'm, I've seen a lot of people who are really bullish on his prospects at the Masters, not for winning but for performing, are way less on this one. I'm not looking to pick on him. I think missing the cut is 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 real. But I can play. I, it's a I, better I, field. Yeah, I just see a scenario like, uh, and it's just more penal. Like, if you're going to be wide off the tee, you're going to just pay a bigger price. Despite uh, than a, than Augusta, that's got so you got to get un, really unlucky to almost find a ball that you can't get um, can't get up there. But you know, even if he, I, I, I don't. There's nothing out there that I want to pick on him for, and they're not going to give us the head to heads with the other guys at sixty to one. It's going no. to be more like he's going to be head to heads with the guys that are 120 to one. So I, I, I get that. And if he does, you know, wouldn't be shocked if it gets going early, like it'll kind of just as the week progresses, it's probably just harder for him physically to, to main maintain it. But, but yeah, the, the oxygen speed is taking up right now as we're talking on Monday uh, is, is quite, I don't want to say I'm astonished by it, but it's it's overwhelming. In terms of our community, it happened a little bit at the Open. Do you remember that, Jeff? At, like, he was the guy at Royal St. George's, too. But this feels bigger to me just because there's the Grand Slam at play. So it's not just the betting guys in our world that love it, but it's like the number one media narrative, too. And there, there are so many other narratives. Because we'd go to PGAs, and you just, for starters, oh, man. I mean, he won that U.S. Open when he was at his, like, lightning point of heart. Yeah, right. But I've always felt, like, no shock seeing him win events, especially in Texas, like, never surprised you ever. At his comfort courses, never surprised to see that. And it was almost a relief to see him get back, you know, and not sort of have to be this exhausting story. And even for someone that kind of projected that it was going to go real down before it comes back up again, I got, like kind of cringed at how down it was getting but that being said andy the grand slam kind of feels like it is 
the PGA Championship always felt like U.S. Open. It's just going to be too hard. Like, they're yeah, just long, long and they're narrow. But what we get, it's this moment in time where we're in Big 12 country. The runoffs <laughs> around the green work perfectly for him. Augusta comp, and yeah. he's driving the ball so well that you don't need to be so worried about the spraying potentially that I'm like, you have to give it all the respect in the world. And, and as we've already joked a handful of times, like totally borderline expecting it which is kind of silly that i'm not gonna bet it <laughs> me um, neither <laughs> like i like the sweat of like me versus everyone maybe <laughs> me too. I, I, <laughs> <me> too. <laughs> it's part of the sweat um uh yeah but but here we are it's a pg like i thought it would be so hard like okay if he's gonna be a good golfer again but we're back he's back at like I don't want to say peak speed because the putting isn't there, but the driving is peak speed, yeah, which you is can funny. Bet him and and just be like, well, it's only like it's a matter of moments before peak driving. The drive or, or peak putting. The driving at the Byron Nelson blew my mind. Right. I'm like pushing my kid on the swing, just like look like uh, shot one three sixty seven one fifteen in. Like what did I look at? And I get <laughs> and I get like you play at your home course like you know the speed trap like you know the exact line to hit it on to get the most of it. I don't care. You could even you can even put into your model some speed driving regression. It's still out of this world. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. All right, we've we we're done with speed. Um, sorry. I I know. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. It's our fault. We're doing, giving it we're putting the we're, oxygen we're, a hundred percent. We're just as guilty of it, if not more. Um, but I want to talk about this mid-tier, Jeff. So like some guys like Lowry, Hideki, Cameron Smith, 28 to one. He's lower at some places. Zalatoris, Neiman, Berger, Brooks, Connors, Fitzpatrick, Burns, Horschel, even Hatton, Louie, like anyone in this Finau, anyone in this kind of next like 30 to 100 tier that you've made moves on. Okay. That's a, that's a big tier, but it's I'll just sort of tier. pocket it. Like I'm going to go 30 to 60 for okay. just quickly and say, I'll never be able to quit this tier. I'll never be able to, to, to quit chasing first time major winners in this 30 to 60 to one pocket. They've been so kind. I think if you look back at the last like six years um, of major championships, it's unfortunate that no one is sleeping on Lowry. Like no one forgot mm -hmm. how amazing he's been outside of like the, the, you know, it, it, just outside of like the super high end players, no one on, no one is playing better or more consistent than Shane Lowry. And now he's being priced like one of them. I'd love to bet him. I'm not betting him at 30 to one though. I just, I missed the number and now I'm just, now I'd rather bet other guys, I guess, at that price. But I am, I'll say, well, who I am swimming around here, Rick. And I've made two bets. Well, uh, Rick, sorry. Andy, <laughs> you can call, you know how it is. I work with Rick. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I, okay. So, like, I bet Hideki at the Byron. Okay. Yep. And I already, before the Byron started, I identified where I was going to bet Hideki if I saw what I wanted to early on Thursday, which meant health. Yes. I saw it. I went and I bet my 50 to 1 on Hideki. I've taken my bet 365 big bet boost to Willie Z at 50. So those are the bets mm -hmm. I have. The Cantley, uh, uh, the Cantley, the Willie, and the Hideki. But it's major week. I'm still ready for more. And that could be in the 20s. That could be in this pocket. That could be farther. But 
I love the, I can't resist, um, and I'm swimming around them. Your Neemans, your yep. Burns, your Fitzpatricks. If this thing's going to be the winning score, maybe I got to take a, 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 a swing with Fitzpatrick, who I was on, like a lot of people, the Wells um me too Barga. if only it was a yeah. little harder it would have been right eight more holes water, yeah Andy. yeah <laughs> eight more, more pars hour. oh my god it's the standard for, if that tournament lasted one more hour we'd have been right where we wanted with your matthew fitzpatrick bet but um i just you know burns i feel like just forgetting like the models and the stats i truly look at him and i know you you've seen this it took me a while to come on to him yeah me too um, and there were Late people telling, on burns yeah there were people telling me last year like no he is going to be a winner like he's just like the guy like no and and i believe it now he's a guy feels like he's a natural born winner if he went up against any of those big boys on sunday i would trust him uh, the sort of longer term trends support him with the win this year uh, I feel he can handle, yes, he's an SEC guy, but it's a border right there with Oklahoma. He would be fine in these wind conditions. Oh, yeah. Neiman, long, underrated long. Even though you know he's long, he's longer than you, you think. Straight, as we know, bent grass. Uh, the Aranda Green abandoned him. Uh, at the, uh, it's gotten better. Like, if you look at Neiman's, like, that's why you should probably have hope for Hovland because Neiman started out his career and he was fucking dreadful jeff and now he's like good yeah and, and maybe you could look at the stats and say they're inflated by one or two really good performances but i'm betting on the ceiling anyway yeah you know and i'm betting on the ceiling and i'm betting on a guy that listen i don't doubt we're gonna have to make the clutch chip that's like obvious i want to win a major but i'm not betting on a guy if he's got to be chipping his face off to win this thing we're done and that goes for anyone you want to bet unless it's like spieth or cam because that's part of the reason you bet them. Um, so, yeah, so I just love, like, in this range, that pocket of players, the, the, the guys without majors, the 30 to 50 to 1, and, and they're sitting beside Brooks Kepka, who, I mean, Andy, you could bet him to miss the cut to bet him to win. And I don't think those would be silly, a silly concept. You don't want to draft Kingsham because he's volatile. But this right. is just an outright bet. And I always feel with Brooks, like, why did he withdraw? I don't really know. I Makes don't no really sense. Know. Yeah, you because he, he likes. It. You wish he didn't. And, yeah. and the answer that he like the answer of well, maybe he's only got a seventy-two hole walk. Like in four days, he's only got four eighteen-hole walks in him over the next two and a half weeks, and he's not burning it here. Like I, that's not a great sign either. But Brooks, to me, you see, you think the old Brooks, the old Brooks, to me would for sure like withdraw to make his win this week like seem even greater. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was up against even more, but now like your tank uh, for Brooks Kepka standards for Brooks Kepka's ego. He is tanking in the world rankings. He hasn't won in three years uh, or, or one win in three years. Sorry. That, that was a oh, gross over uh, misspeak. Hasn't won in three years. The number no longer feels like we see these Brooks numbers and it's like all of Monday or, or the Brooks stands being like, there's such disrespect. Like those people aren't talking anymore. The I know. Is, I noticed that the too. The number is the number. And, yeah. And, and we know there's so many reasons what Kobe is going to these numbers. They're worried about the action they'll take. They're just protecting themselves. Some players are just more handsome than others and have a higher profile. Like Brooks doesn't like his profile is as high as all those guys at 20 to one. He's 45. He's the big game hunter. 
that being said, like I haven't put red ink through his name, like from the outright possibility. Kind of silly to think that's the only way you should probably bet Brooks Kepka this week would be the outright, but I don't think that's crazy to say. You know what's funny about it too, Jeff? You bring up a good point. Like three, four, five months ago, the Brooks faithful, if they saw a number above 30 and there was literally like live footage of an alligator eating half of his arm in Jupiter, they'd be like, Brooks, auto bet. He's over 30. We don't care. And now I, I, I don't think you see it as much. I think people are a little more squeamish about it. And you're right. I think the big difference is, you know, it's easy to go back to the PGA. And I was on him at Phoenix when he won at 50 to one, right? And we, how stupid did we feel over the first two days at Kiowa when they're hanging fifties oh, on him and dumbest. he's fucking leading the that tournament, was maybe right? My lo- he didn't even win the tournament. I still like sat there think like you are the, like how, how yeah. could you not? Yeah. So, that I, so may, I might almost, if I bet him this week, it's almost for the peace of mind. And not, I remember how I felt watching Kiowa, I guess that would be the, that would be my take on why to bet Brooks Kepka peace of mind. But there's other guys. I mentioned these guys that haven't won anything that I have my have way more of my attention. I think Berger's the sneaky one here, Jeff. I really do. I really, I th- I, I see something in him right now that I don't, I, I bet him at 66 to one, which right, like that's not a, we're not talking about, I mean, I've seen Berger as low as 35 to one. I'm not telling you to go bet Daniel Berger at 35 to one to break through at his first major. But you know, one thing that I've, I'm dying on the hill this week, and I probably should have mentioned this with Brooks too, but the only other course, I played Southern Hills about 16 months ago. The only other course that I played in my entire life that I was like, okay, I'm having to hit the exact same shots around this place is Shinnecock. And Berger was sixth at Shinnecock, so as we'll, get to, we'll get to Tommy soon too. He won on Colonial, which is a Perry Maxwell. And you want to talk about inside 150 yards, elite iron play and a really good short game to back it up. Berger's one of the best bunker players in the entire world. He's just kind of sitting there and I don't think he's going to get a lot of love this week just because Mexico he's right. right? And he's not as sexy as some of the other guys, but man, I just not a draft King show, right? We're, We're talking about to win, but man, I think he's, he's a sharp play this week, man. I really do. I've probably bet him in four of the last six majors, Andy. It wouldn't take a lot to twist my arm. Like the only thing that has, he also belongs in that conversation. And you know how many majors I've done brought, been brought on someone's podcast. And I did the exact same spiel of that 30 to 50 to one range. First time major sweet spot. And it ended with my pick from here's Daniel Berger. Right. He's even farther <laughs> back now. He has not played. Um, yeah, he's, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan. It would be a, it would be celebrated in my house, a Daniel Berger victory, uh, a major championship. Yeah. 60 to 66 to one seems not bad. Yeah. Seems pretty good. You've got room. You've got options there, right? If you trust that he's healthy, like it makes, it does make, make sense. Um, I guess that would be the, the question I bet him I was gonna well I really liked him in Mexico because me too he, I mean the Pebble Beach win the Honda second play like he has shown in really bad fields he's good to like he's not here to lollygag like some other great players are you know they'll just win the bigger events and that's that works too 
but yeah, I could, I, I'm an easy sell here with, with, with burger. And as I admit, sometimes in major championship season, Andy, I become far less methodical and I like to bet guys. I like, like, right. I don't want to bet a guy to win a major who I don't like, like majors are, are legacy changers. They, 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 they just do put you in a different category. I want to see the players that I stand for get that right to do it and not Brooks and Spieth when they're fourth or fifth. You know who also finished top six at Shinnecock? And- I know. <laughs> I bet all of them at Shinnecock. So if you if we're gonna talk me into rolling it all back, like let's let's do it. Well, where do you want to start? Do you want to start Finau or Fleetwood? Because they both been, they both almost won at Shinnecock. <laughs> they both they both did. Oh uh, yeah. The 130 is dumb, right? Can we just I talk about yeah, that? You, like you're, you got Mito Pereira, who I get the ball striking thing. I like, I like ball striking too, Jeff. But you got Mito Pereira sitting there at 110 to one, who's never fucking played a major in his life, and the Prince of Shinnecock, who's in f- like four final groups in majors, is just sitting there at 130 behind him. Yeah. So I appreciate you saying these things. When I say them, they kind of fall on deaf ears because I, I, you know, do it a lot and it's kind of worn out. And, you know, I've pro I've contributed a lot to my bookies college or summer fun <laughs> fund on guys like Tommy Fleetwood in America over the last few, few years, but maybe something that could work here, Andy. And you just pray you have this thought. We're here to have this conversation Saturday, but he is pretty good at, at getting out early. And, you know, we give it back Saturday mm-hmm. and we disappear. But if history holds and you got to get out and do it, I do trust Tommy. I was adamant last year as a guy that always loves to bet Tommy last year, last week, that the Byron was just not an event for him. Like he's not winning no. a yeah. birdie party. That's like, it's like Adam Scott. Like they'll play well, but they're not, that's just not the type of event they're going to win is just an unconscious amount of birdies. Uh, Tommy with this winning score, I bet the one thirty. like I bet it that you don't have to DraftKings <laughs> had it. I saw sixties, eighties at other places. Uh, if you're one of my favorite golfers and you've got a number like that, like I FOMO call it whatever you want. Like, I don't know. It's 130. I don't even feel like I have to defend it like I would if it was 65 to 1. If that makes I, sense. I, pro- I promise this is not a bit at this point, but you know where Tommy spent his uh, COVID in the Hamptons practicing at Shinnecock? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> there it is. Um, so, that's yeah. not a bit. I, that is real information that I have confirmed. That is true. <laughs> so, yeah, I absolutely adore. I, I adore Tommy. I adore, I adore Tommy. What are your thoughts on Corey Connors? I like him. I can't fit him, but I like him. Like, because him and Lowry were kind of like neck and neck on these like other tier. Right. Put him in the same tier as Lowry because Lowry's a major champion. Lowry's a Ryder Cup performer. Um, But like, they felt like once we go past these really high end names, Lowry and Connors were the most week in, week out consistent players. Lowry has kind of maintained that. Connors yeah. kind of fallen off. Oh, Lowry's clearly maintained that. Connors has fallen off a bit, but you don't want to ask him to make. You don't. I don't really trust him to make the clutch putt. But if we're talking long and straight and doing everything to limit the trouble, it's Corey Connors, right? And the other thing I like about Connors is I think the short game stuff with him is actually a little bit overblown. Like he's actually been a little bit better. 
than you would think. And he chips really well both years at Augusta, which is really interesting to me. Like he, this year at Augusta, he gained 4.5 around the green, um, which is, in my opinion, like I said, the best way to kind of simulate the types of shots that you have to hit around here. I'll give you another one. And now we're talking like, I, don't, I can't, I'm not going to be able to fit all these guys, but I, this is a good spot for Adam Scott at 80 to one. I mean, I don't know how much buzz he's going to get this week. I think we probably all tried it out at the Masters and it was disappointing, but he was good. You know, his Sunday, one thing I look at, Jeff, is do these guys have momentum? I think some people make mistakes just looking at the strokes gain where you kind of want to look round to round and see if guys are getting better and improving. Adam Scott, like, led the field in approach on Sunday at the Byron Nelson. So there, yeah. And there's a hundred to one on Adam Scott at uh, Bet three six five. Um, I was seeing eighty as the best. Okay, I, I probably can fit him then. Um, yeah, no. Again, there's a guy that at Christmas we had to pick uh, like a veteran that's going to like have a rebirth. His season's been so consistent; it hasn't like had the peak moment. But I do right. feel right that like this was a guy that like came into the year rejuvenated to compete. And anytime you can neutralize the field with the skill set of um, long and straight, then um, I'm interested. And if I bet him, he wouldn't be the only player that would require putt luck who has my money. Who have we messed here? But there's like one or two super long guys I want to talk about, but anyone else you're, we, we messed? I guess just quickly, you know, I don't feel responsible. It's irresponsible for me to give a Finau take. <laughs> so you give me yours. You've already mentioned the Shinnecock stuff. DraftKings has an 80. Like it's a good number on him. I think it a, is. Yeah. Like, would you like, let me ask you this. Would you rather about Finau at 80 on DraftKings or Matt Kuchar at 80 on DraftKings or Russell Henley at 65 or Keegan at 65 or Tiger Woods at 65, right? Yeah, no. So exactly. And, and 80 is the top of the market number. So that's something I'm certainly looking at. And last night, Andy, I got to tell you, I was looking at books, as most of the books did, that still had Cam Young in the futures market. Um, a lot of them didn't have him even listed. And then today, when they have it, it's like 66 to 1. Yeah. Insane. The highest I saw was 110. It's tempting. Uh, it's almost like, and I get it. Like, someone could say, "I'm you're betting Zalatoris. I'll take double the number on Cam Young. Right. Like, I'm going to tee to green the shit out of this thing. You could probably say Cam Young's a better putter, less hype clearly, but it's still the same ask. I'm asking you to make your first ever win a major. Now, Cam Young doesn't have a second place at the Masters, a sixth place at the U.S. Open, an eighth place at a PGA Championship. But, like, I wouldn't totally be like, you're nuts. Like, I, I get it. Like, I get it, I guess. Uh, and I like it. He's amazing. But I was shocked to see that the books were, like, not even going to flirt with a number. He's going to be super. I think if you want to get down on some Cam Young exposure, maybe look at that big outright number because I think he's going to be super popular in in DraftKings would be my guess cuz he's the big he's the big model guy this week, right? I think I think he's the numbers look incredible with him. I I have uh, these guys are longer. These guys are what longer. What about Louie? What about I don't we can move cuz Louie no, So no, I don't think so. Do you? Should I be? Am I just like, is this no, the ultimate buy low? He's Andrew Kirst, um, 
It's just it's a big number for it's guy a that weird don't... hill for Tim to die on. Like the dude hasn't played golf, competitive golf in like two months. It's just a, it's a strange hill to die on. Yeah. Phil, uh, sorry, Phil, uh, Tim's picks were Scheffler. Okay. Fair. And Tim's not always going to just go to the top. Scheffler, Louie and Sam Burns. Those are his. Okay. I respect Scheffler and Sam Burns. I don't disrespect Louie either. Like I think just, Louie's going like, to be. He's like, pre- well, he you know, loves Tim- Louie. Yeah, he loves Louie. And, you know, one of his flag plants was Louie will win a major this year. So he's, <laughs> I think, just trying to ride his his flag. But that'll be riding at half mass, we we expect. So if you want to cross 100, what's fun about the majors is guys that I normally can bet sometimes at 30 to 1 are now like 120. So it feels weird sometimes playing them as like a, a bomb. But but we are we are here i i hope to not have too much money left to play these guys there's not much i mean the guys that i'll mention bobby mack 160 to 1 like i could see that is there a roadmap for bot like the guys played in like eight majors and never missed a cut and uh, has had it. I mean, he's been good at the Masters too. I know this isn't like an open championship no. course. And he he fits a profile of a right. player that I he fits like the profile of the player I like to bet. And he also comes with that like ceiling. Like I believe in that ceiling. I believe yeah. we're going to be celebrating big Bobby Mack moments. So um, uh, I agree. He's come up earlier today for me in this sort of uh, find me a winner north of a hundred discussion. Did you pause on Reed at one thirty? Because I paused mm. well what's a better bet let me ask you this question what's a better bet brooks at 45 or reed at 130 <laughs> yeah no you might be right i actually probably agree with you I'll, i'm gonna say reed at 130 as silly as that sounds i think so too um, the long shots that i have kind of been looking at i've made the fleetwood one um yeah. but uh Woodland 125, Kobrak yes. 125. It's almost like they didn't want me to bet Alex Norin because they didn't really give me something. 130 on Norin. I was looking at him too, Oklahoma State. Yeah, a lot. And he's just been playing really, really consistent. So off, I think, a T10 also at the Byron. I'm not going to overrate that. So those would be the ones that I was looking at. And I guess I'll give DraftKings props that, they are hanging at 150 on Taylor Gooch, mm. which I think is going to um it's our, that's already been told uh to me that'll be really popular. Oh um, it will. So, yeah. you know, the popular l- triple digit is probably never the winning lane, but but you never you never know. Only other guys I'll throw out there. Kevin Na was 270 to one. He's has an unbelievable short game. I'm not of the belief that this course is too long for anyone. I don't, he's a great short iron player too. I don't think Kevin Na is going to win the PGA championship, but if you have, but I would bet him top 20. I like Kevin Na a ton. He'll be in my main DraftKings lineup. And then, you know, 140 on Sergio felt a bit steep for me. You know, I, I get the smoke with the live stuff with some of these guys, but it's like Sergio played great for the rest of the tournament. Like, it's not like these guys don't have pride. It's not like they're, they're trunk slamming, right? You know, Sergio played great even after that snafu on Thursday. Um, 
I think there's, it's a good golf course for Sergio is kind of the only thing I'm making. And if you're talking 150 to one for a guy that's finished in the top 10 and like 25% of the majors that he's played in, would you rather bet him or like Tom Hoagie? Very well said. I don't really care much for any of those like ancillary arguments. You could even say, oh, like, I don't care if he's a guy who wants to be a hero or a guy who just plays for cash. Like, they're playing. They play hard. They play to put the ball in the hole. It's a lot of money, too, here. In the least amount of of strokes. Now, Sergio is in this thing. Like, you always worry, like, will Oklahoma be kind? You know? Well, I think Oklahoma doesn't give a shit about what you're doing in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, no, I just mean, like, they might even not know this that story. They're just, like, are going to yeah. look for someone to yell at who's up against their Americans or something. Yeah. Um, Oklahoma's got more oil in Saudi Arabia. Than that's that's like, true. I think and they'll be, someone, yeah. Someone shot a thing. It's like $18 Michelob lights. They might not be nearly as drunk <laughs> as we think. <laughs> Right in Southern Hills, but you bring up great points. And if you could parlay that odd into a placing bet on DraftKings, as you mentioned, how prolific Sergio has been, you know, at his career in in big events, I don't um, dispute that. And you want to know something? If I had to like pick five storylines for the week, like a guy, like who are the deepest I would, live guys? I would Wouldn't love for Sergio to contend. No, but wouldn't that like that? They'd have to face it full on. Like, so I would be into that. I think that's a top five. Yeah. Like, let me create this like great golf chatter after the fact. Obviously, Spieth, obviously, Tiger. Sergio comes in pretty close when you consider all that's surrounding him. Right. And the last time we saw him, you know, he keeps turning himself into a meme. Right. Like, let's get Martin Keimer in contention and get him at the media center. I guess so. And I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering if those guys will, um, what sort of media or anything they might do. Well, that's, I think that's the, I want to end on this because then I want to do five minutes with you on NFL futures too. But I think that's probably the argument for why Phil isn't here because he's not worried about the Oklahoma fans, but it's the media that is going to have the complete different. They're not going to, the media is not going to welcome him with open arms. And unlike the Masters, you there's they the PGA of America. I don't doubt that they would do their best for Phil, but there's just not this like um, like Secret Service protection agency like the Augusta National right. would if Phil decided to show up there. Like when Tiger came back after his sex scandal, you're gonna have to do so. You're gonna have to get in front of the thing. You're gonna have to say something. But we can like protect you, really, like no other event on planet Earth can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff Feinberg, can we, let's do five minutes. Has anything jumped out to you in the futures market? Have you made any win total spats or anything like that yet? Because there's Honest, one thing that was kind of, there was one team that I wanted to get your opinion on that was jumping out to me a little bit. You can, I'm not going to lie, I've really stared down the win, the win total stuff. I guess from a futures market, just quickly, maybe if you want to clarify, like, what does comeback player of the year mean? How do I qualify for that award? Does most improved count for me in comeback player of the year? Do I have to be injured? Cause we don't really have the big quarterback injury in that one. And then I see like chase young is 20 to one to win comeback 20 to one to win defensive player of the year. If he gets like third place defensive player of the year votes, how is he not winning comeback player of the year? Like, I know he won't because Christian McCaffrey will, like, run good and do fantasy 
and and maybe win. But like you're gonna tell me a guy who's literally, if he's healthy, he's gonna be a top three defensive player of the year potential candidate could get like a vote for that award. To me, should automatically get the comeback player of the year award. And if it's for most improved, maybe I could think about Tua. So I, I you, know who's the, you know who's the favorite for comeback player of the year? Jeff, it's Derrick Henry. Also, Deshaun Watson's four to one. Who's voting? What NFL media member is voting for Deshaun like Watson Derek for Henry. comeback player of the year? <laughs> yeah, no. Honestly, I think honestly, I look at Derrick Henry and think there's an opportunity there because he played enough games and he returned for the playoffs and his stats were still amazing. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, he was I don't think of him as a guy that was like out of sight, out of mind last year. And that's what comeback player of the year really is, in my opinion. Well, right. It's like the NBA thing where it's like John Morant gets most improved, where it's like, OK, we're talking about going from being the 19th best player in the league to like the sixth best player in the league. Like Jordan Poole was in the fucking G League a year ago, and now he's a top three player on a potential NBA finals winner. So it's you with those you have to like think about what the writers and the voters are thinking. I want to ask you about team though. Do you have any info if on, if Tim is going back to the Ravens well again, because I really like that team a lot this year. I think they're 22 to one. I that was the one team where I was like, I, I think the Ravens are, I really like their draft. I think it's gotten to the inflection point with Lamar Jackson, where I think maybe now he's a little bit underrated. Um, I just, I like that team. And I, I think 22 to one is a, a pretty good number for their Super Bowl odds. Yeah, I can't not agree with you. Um, you know, just I'm no like film guy, but it seemed like they hit an absolute home run. Oh, Hamilton's in, in, a fucking. Yeah, that dude's a beast. He's a, yeah. That's a stud. He's going to be a stud right away. No, in, in multiple aspects of how the draft played out and how the board yes. just felt. They just kept allowing the board to fall to them. An incredible talent influx. And yeah, I don't disagree with all the hype surrounding like the AFC and the quarterbacks. It does feel like they are a forgotten entity. Like in many ways, you know, it feels like they're the Dustin Johnson of this week of yeah. like golf, like <laughs> yeah, just golf in general. Yeah. Like, you know, we know he's good. We wouldn't be surprised if he's great, but it's kind of like not been happening. And I mean, if you want to consider that Baltimore was like, the the injuries they sustained before the I season, know. like yeah, no what that level of depth is just impossible to have to be able to overcome. So it's definitely um, a road. And then on the other side of it, you can look at it like the Browns might still be in a bit of a. If Watson doesn't play, Baker's right. not going to come back there. If you want to in your head to why are the Ravens a good bet? You can X out the Browns. You can say the Steelers just. They're working on some things still, despite some real high-level players there. And you're allowed... Super Bowl hangover with the Bengals, yeah, maybe. you're just allowed to be like, I'm not. I'm not one of those people. I'll believe that the Bengals should be good again. But you're allowed to be like the Bengals Super Bowl hangover, as you mentioned. Maybe they're somewhere in the middle of the four wins to Super Bowl team that they... Be, that they... Um, became they had the easiest schedule like a top three easy schedule in football last year which is yeah. so weird when you think about the Bengals because you know they needed the wire the teams they lost to they like lose the Jets they needed the wire to beat the, the the Jags like and then they go out and they play so great against the their division rivals and the higher team so 
you can make a case that there's a regression in Cincinnati. Um, so I, I agree. Haven't made any NFL futures just yet. Well, that's a lie. The day after the Super Bowl, I dropped a clip on the Chargers um, to win the Super Bowl because that's just or, what I 14 do. to 1. What'd you get them at? No, 25. This is before oh. any offseason. Yeah, which feels like a good number now. <laughs> Hell of a thinking, number. But this is the this is the annoying part of it. And I even joked with like, like Joey Knish on Twitter posted his $500 Lions to win the Super Bowl bet because he's just a homer. And I guess he has that money to just donate. And I'm like, here's my Charger bet. And if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers or something and it goes to 30 to one, I'm going to re up. Well, they got Wilson, the division, I guess, you know, the chiefs regression and the chargers end up doing what they do. The lines like 16, 18 to one. And I'm that loser at dinner, like to my wife, like this year could be good, Ashley. Like we're 18 to one, like other people, you don't have to believe me. There's people that think we might be good. (laughs) It's just a crazy I'm division. I'm still annoyed. And I thought I was thinking about our day together. We went to the Patriots Chargers game. That was a blast. <laughs> oh, I just wish I was like, oh, they, 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 like the first time I saw Justin, the Patriots just really annoyed the shit out of me. Annoying. What do you think? Last question before we get you out of here. I do this with like Xander all the time where I'm like, okay, at what point do I start to be uncomfortable? So like for me with Xander, I'm like, I want a major before 31. He's 28 years now, 28 years old now. So I have three more years before I'm like, God, ah, did I hitch my wagon to the wrong horse? What needs to happen with Justin Herbert this year? Like what, like, what are you, what are you like? Okay. I'm good with, is it a playoff win? Is it a conference championship appearance? Is it like, no, I want to see us in the Super Bowl. Like, what is it with Herbert that you're like, okay, this is, this is the next checkpoint for me to feel good. Well, I mean, last year, like I really wanted to just get in the playoffs, lose right. a playoff game. So right. Because I the... know you're rational. You're not like, yeah, yeah, like you understand how like, it works. It, like it could be steps. And then yes. I want to, like when we get to the step to be like, okay, we felt it. We've been there before. But honestly, now after missing the playoffs last year, I, I kind of want it a lot in one chunk. <laughs> I'm prepared to be disappointed. I don't know what I need to see. This is all I know, Andy. I say this to like my buddies or anyone you want to have the conversation with. Like we've all, we're all like, you know, we're all around the same age. We've all watched this league. We sit in front of seven TVs on Sunday. Like we've watched the quarterbacks. We've watched the high draft picks that have been good. That have been bad. Like my eyeballs are telling me like this guy is, is, is freaking special. And, and I finally got a chance sober to watch the last eight minutes of the regulation versus the Raiders. Uh, cause I didn't watch it sober in real time. And it was just such a gut wrenching loss that I didn't, wasn't prepared to relive it any time close to the loss. And I finally got around to watching it and it, it, it just emboldened me. Like everything I know that is going to happen is going to happen. It might not be this year, but I have like a decade of so much fun and I want them to win the Super Bowl so bad. But I'm just excited to know, like, I get to wake up every game thinking, like, I have got a gunslinger and like, I've got a foxhole guy that like, we're good. We're going to compete. We're going to be fun. There's no one I think. Well, I don't think we'll win every game. There's like no one in the league that I'm like, we can't beat them. And that's that's important to me. Yeah, Feinberg, everyone. 
That was a blast, buddy. I could have done this for two and a half more hours. Tell everybody, hey, before we get out of here, what do you got going on this week? You did Mayo this morning. What do you got with Odd Checker and Betsperts? Give everyone the full rundown. Yeah, so you know it's major week. Wednesday, Monday through Wednesday, you'll see a lot of me. Then I'll I'll disappear. Don't worry. But uh, <laughs> it's out there with Mayo. Thrilled to throw down with you. I'm doing Tuesday morning at eleven, live with Betsperts. My video with our buddy Rick is up for for odds checker as me and Rick give a um, a shorter version of of a lot of what I guess we just did. But any any time you need me, and and Friday I'll be doing a cut sweat. Oh, those are fun. I'm excited we, for that one. Yeah, as we come down down the line here. Although Mayo pointed out to me, this field, you know, once you sort of take out the PGA professionals and a lot of the, the riffraff, it's with 70 to the cut, you know, six for six, we'll certainly have some big names missed, but six for six might not feel, do what we think it's going to do. Yeah, and you could have guys that are shooting 80 over the weekend and like losing points for you too. So... You know, we'll see. Anyway, Jeff Feinberg, it was good to see you, buddy. Anytime. All right, that's it for the show. Special thanks to Jeff. Special thanks to RickRungood.com. One more reminder, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Be entered into a draw to win $200. Share the show on Twitter. That really helps me as well. You can find me tomorrow morning on The Scramble. Check out the show that I did with Twitter with Steve and Boston Capper on the golf gambling podcast feed. Make sure you give those guys a follow on Twitter as well and subscribe to their podcast. They put out a ton of great stuff. Wednesday, I will be on the First Cut podcast live stream 1 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully, I can get back at Coach for taking my money last time. Wednesday, DraftKings article breaking down ownership and the weather will be up on Wednesday on RickRungut.com. And then we'll be back on this podcast feed tomorrow evening, breaking down the entire DraftKings slate with Cody DuBose. That's it. We'll see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where a mobile steel rims crack And the dead center back It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com